Hi, this is Sarah Lavendusky with Advantages Magazine, and welcome to our latest podcast. I'm joined today by Jamie Notter, the co-founder of and culture designer at Human Workplaces in Washington, D.C. Human Workplaces is a workplace culture consultancy, and Jamie is one of the featured experts in the June cover story that accompanies our annual sales compensation survey data and advantages. The story focuses on the modern workplace and argues that to stay competitive in attracting talent and avoiding employee churn, companies have to listen to what their employees are looking for in an employer, and employees have to deliver on those expectations or they'll find that employees will head for greener pastures at other companies. So the bottom line is it's much more than ping pong tables, a dog-friendly policy, and while it's still an important component, even monetary compensation in many respects. So with that, let's turn to the expert. Jamie, thanks for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. Sure. So we had talked at length uh, a few weeks ago about the changing workplace and how companies have to offer this agile, flexible culture for their teams, meaning they're open to and they're ready to adapt to evolving wants and needs among their employees. So generally speaking, what are employees looking for in their workplaces nowadays? And what makes a workplace truly, quote unquote, responsive to employees' wants and needs? I I would say um, it's actually not that different than what they've always been looking for, but I think we're getting a little bit uh, clearer about how to how to deliver this to them. I think they're looking to be really successful. Um, I feel like that's something that we've been ignoring in our approach to wooing employees and trying to retain them. Um, in the end, what everybody wants in a job is to feel like I'm able to be successful in doing this job. Okay, and so they'll often say, "Well, then I need this resource, or I need this connection, or I need you to do things differently in this way." Which we tend to respond with, "Oh, but that's not how we've always done it." You know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> we, we we push back because we think they're asking for something that they can't have, and and maybe they can't, right? Maybe we can't mm-hmm. do it that way. Right. Um, but what we're not focusing on is, well, what could we do then differently if it would help you be more successful? They don't ask it that way, but ultimately, that's where every employee is coming from these days. And I, I think, you know, not to bring the whole millennial thing in, but with, with more and more information out there, people are more sharply aware when they're not being successful. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, it becomes more obvious to them, and so they will, they will ask questions about it. Um, and and as, or as leaders in organizations, I don't think we've been as good as we need to be in responding to those questions, right, and being more curious as opposed to just sort of writing them off. Sure. Now, I know I talked to a lot of sales reps for advantages, and um, those who started out in sales a while ago tell me that their onboarding was comprised of three things. So that was a desk, a phone, and a pat on the back. So we know that times have certainly changed, and new hires now expect much more like ongoing support, time to hit their stride. What's expected of an employer nowadays to make sure the new hires for a few weeks, maybe even months, are comfortable and they're being onboarded appropriately? Yeah, I think I think the the secret to onboarding these days that we have been missing is that the purpose of it, actually back to my earlier comment about being successful, mm-hmm. the purpose of onboarding should be to help people know where they are in the system. Like, wh- where? how do I connect to everything else that's going on in this organization? Sure. And we've, we've often thought, oh, well, then here, you know, we, you need to meet everybody in the organization and just hear what everybody does, and that's actually important. But it's not, like, you can't just stop there. Like, you have to say, and then the reason I'm telling you about this department over here is because they're going to impact you down the road when you're trying to do X. You know what I mean? Sure. you gotta, you got to be able to connect the dots. I remember, 
speaking to uh, to the Air Force once and talking about employee orientation, and they're like, "Oh, we have one. It's called boot camp, <laughs> right? And it's two right. weeks residential." Uh, but they said when you leave boot camp, they said you deeply understand the Air Force. You know your role in it. You know everybody else's role. Like we don't focus on knowing the roles and knowing how they connect. We just focus on sort of broad information. Here's your benefits package. You know that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and so I think it, it's definitely more than just the first day or the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it should it should focus on on connecting those dots. Now, speaking of benefits, how important are generous compensation plans, benefits, office perks on an employee's, you know, quote-unquote hierarchy of needs? Yeah, I, I mean, my advice on, on, the, on the monetary side and the benefit side is do your best to be ahead, of the, be ahead of the average. You know what I mean? Like, whatever industry you're in, if you're paying the bottom, then it might be a little hard to retain some folks, right? Mm-hmm. But... But the difference between the, being in the 95th percentile and the 75th percentile, I think, is, is overrated. Um, we've found, actually, in our data so far, uh, in our culture assessment data, that when you ask people, hey, what's your experience around the benefits? Are, you know, can you customize them to your particular needs? The people that say, oh, yeah, I can totally customize them, they are no more likely to say, mm-hmm. and I'd recommend someone to work here. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's like table stakes now. Like, you, you got to... You got to be competitive, um, but it's it's very rarely the thing that keeps them there. It's re- very rarely the thing that makes a difference between them looking for another job. Right, right. And I know uh, the need for honesty and transparency in communication, particularly with direct reports, is so critical. And employees expect to be kept in the loop and to know that their work matters. How should workplaces foster this, and who sets that example? Well, on the on the transparency piece, and this is this is sort of a mantra that I have around culture in general. Any any particular piece of your culture that you think is important, it's not important just because you know in and of itself. Like I'm not a big fan of just being transparent mm-hmm. and actually even being honest, just like because you should. Sure, it should be very much based on I'm I'm making sure people have the information they need to succeed. Right. Right. Like, and 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 this one is almost frustrating because this becomes oh, we need to have more meetings, to tell more people more stuff. <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. And, and like, and and people start going crazy. Like, I do think we need to build um, what we call a transparency architecture. Okay. So you should design systems to make sure information is visible. But I would really rely on a lot of technology on that. Or we have a there's a software company we studied. They put their project management stuff literally on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like all the tasks everyone's working on are up there, and they put colored dots to indicate their status. So now I can glance over there and I see where everybody is. All 50 people in the organization. I know where everyone is on their projects, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to go to one meeting. Sure. Yes. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So be much more intentional about what you're sharing. And then find a way to share it more efficiently than than the dreaded meeting. Exactly. Um, and when that stuff's visible, the the trust levels go way up, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not wondering if you're telling me everything. Right. Because it's sort of there. So don't like feel like you have to. People have to be more honest. I feel like we just need to create systems where people can see more stuff, and then the honesty will happen kind of naturally. Sure. And then ultimately, you know, we are expected to perform in a social environment. I mean, we spend more time with our coworkers sometimes than we do with our own family, our own friends. 
how can a company foster a healthy, positive, productive workplace? People are getting along, they're collaborating, they're supporting each other, and any conflicts that arise are mediated quickly and effectively. Yeah, so my, my original background is actually in conflict resolution. Um, mm-hmm. I have a master's degree in conflict resolution. And one of, one of the lessons that I learned years and years ago is if you want that sort of that, that friendly environment, that sort of healthy, we're not mired in conflict piece, mm-hmm. then what you, need, what you need to do is get better at having your conflict. Right, <laughs> like like a lot of organizations will say, well, look, hey, we're we're a family here, we're collegial, you know, we don't have that nasty conflict, which then causes people to not give each other the feedback that they sure. need. Sure, right. right, exactly. So I my and I know everyone hates the word conflict and they get scared of it. So mm-hmm. here's my advice: focus on feedback. Just mm-hmm. find, get really disciplined about making sure everyone has the feedback they need, and to do that, don't stop someone and say, hey, you're screwing up my project, you need to change, right? right? <laughs> because you're, you're leading with sort of judgment, like right. that they're screwing up, and you're leading with a demand, you must do this. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. Just simply say, hey, when you run your project that way, it causes me four times the amount of work, because I've got to respond to what you're doing, and that makes me do this. I'd love to talk to you about a different way to do it where I'm not doing that much work. And that... Like, that person will respond to that kind of feedback because they're not being blamed. Sure. And they're realizing, wow, my, the work, what I was doing is having an impact that I didn't realize. So right, exactly. So there's some really simple communication techniques that if we would just build that into the culture, then you'd actually end up having your conflict. It'd be a, there'd be more conflict in the environment, but people would be sort of more satisfied with it. So right. focus exactly. on feedback rather than, than the dreaded conflict word. Great. Well, thank you, Jamie, for joining us today. Again, that was Jamie Nodder of Human Workplaces. For more on this very important topic, check out the June 2019 issue of Advantages Magazine in print or online at ASICentral.com. Thanks for listening.